Welcome to the Makom Israel Teachers Lounge podcast, where we connect students and listeners with Israel by discussing and exploring current events and relevant issues. I am your host, Michael Unterberg, here as always with co-host Alan Goldman. How are you, Alan? Doing well, Mike. And joined once again, thank goodness, by Rachel Legziel. So good to have you back, Rachel. Thank you for inviting again. Yeah, well, you don't come often enough. And we need you today to help us make sense of where we are in the coalition building. My students are complaining that we haven't given, in the class also, but also on the podcast, we haven't talked about where we are in the coalition process. I think our sort of our feeling was, well, let's just see what they negotiate and then we'll talk about it. But we're still stuck in the middle ground. It's transitioned from BB forming the coalition to Gantz. So we need to explain and understand that. And we need to talk about everybody's biggest fear in Israel, which is, are we going to have to, is this going to fail and we're going to go to third elections? So can you give us some sense of where we are and where we're going? I will tell you where we are. I don't know if we're going to have another election because mm-hmm. I don't want them to. to Who does? To, so <laughs> I don't want to speak about it. No, no, we will speak about it. Um, yeah, so now Gantz has the opportunity to confirm the coalition because that's what the law said, because Vivi just decided to um, to give up his opportunity and he just returned the mandate to, to the president. And according to the law, the second one online can have the opportunity to conform it. So in this case, it's Benny Gantz, because he was the second online to have more mandates in the election, or who has the better opportunity to mm-hmm. conform the coalition after Bibi. And actually, it's interesting, because Bibi, he didn't even finish, well, he almost finished his deadline, which were 28 days. And he said, okay, I'm not able. Of course, he blamed Gantz of it. No, and he no. returned the mandate to the president. Then the president gave the mandate to Benny Gantz. And now he's trying. He's trying. The first thing he did was to speak with the Likud directly. The first meeting he has in these negotiations, he uh, he organized a meeting with the Likud uh, negotiation team. And that's it. Nothing came out of it. But he, he was import- it was important to, to him to make the the message that he's, he wants to speak about the unity government. If and, he's and speaking with the Likud, he wants to go unity government. And if he's going directly to Likud, avoiding Bibi, it's because the, the idea being that it's not the Likud that's mm-hmm. causing this block, it's Bibi himself. Well, actually, Bibi, it's not in, he's not heading the negotiation team. He's not in every negotiation mm-hmm. uh, talk at all. It's Yariv Levin. Yariv Levin, it's a member of the Knesset. Who, he's in charge of the negotiation. He's in the Likud. And even the rest of the people in the team are not even members of the Knesset. Could be also lawyers or mm-hmm. people who are close to the Likud and who knows how to negotiate. Most of the negotiation teams of the rest of the parties are not members of the Knesset. Are people uh, with more experience negotiating. Professional. Maybe the head of the team will be a member of the Knesset but not all of them. And they do that because it could be easier, it would be more efficient, less politics in some cases. Less ego. Less ego and more tachles, right. more into the into to, the important stuff. To the guts of the mm-hmm. yeah. so governance. That's, that's right. So that's what they're trying to do. Also Gantz, another strategy he made, he just met with all the heads of the, of the parties, everyone, even the ultra-Orthodox, the Arabs, the... The left, the right, everyone. He just met everyone. He wanted to hear what do they want. Uh, now, and the goal there to see if, if things can change, if yeah. there's some dynamic can break out of the That's stalemate. Right. That's right. That's what he's trying to... He's right. t- touching base with everyone. 
Ba- so, basically, mm-hmm. basically, they're trying. He, you need to break the blocks. Yeah, that's right. There's the big, the big blocks, which is the right wing block, and then the, you call, call it the center. The 55 center, seats of people who are committed it, to being with BB. I yeah. call it the block because mm-hmm. that's yeah. the thing that they're that it's actually messing everything, because uh, the Likud is coming with the whole block with these 55 seats, right. and not only with the Likud. Mm-hmm. And in these 55 seats, we have the le- the, the right. Sorry, the Yamina. Right, party, the new right. The new right with the other parties. Whatever right. that is. Right? <laughs> yeah, because they split it, actually. Mm-hmm. Now they're not, the new, now whatever. They're not just Yumina, whatever they are. Whatever yeah, they whatever are. they are. And the ultra-Orthodox. And Kaholaban, they have some issues with the ultra-Orthodox mm-hmm. specifically. Right. They will prefer only to negotiate only with the Likud. Mm-hmm. That could be the best option. Because right. they, are, they want a unity government, a secular one. Right. And when the automatically they put in the in the, in the same package all these ultra orthodox so it can block it, it's blocking the negotiations actually. Because the kingpin again there's always a kingpin in Israeli coalition yeah. uh, agreements the kingpin here still is as it was in the first round uh, Lieberman mm-hmm. who is the um uh how do you say his party kingmaker name? the yeah, his party's name is Yisrael Beitein. Yeah, in, he, in English, uh, the... I think they just say Yisrael Beitein. Yisrael Beitein. I don't think, oh, okay. It means Israel is their home. Yeah, but they don't think they use an English name for some ah, reason. I guess don't. that's why uh, I don't remember the English name. Yeah, that right. was, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Avigdor Lieberman, he, his stance and his whole kilu, his his whole, right, um, yeah, stance has been that there needs to be a secular or, right, a liberal Right, a liberal unity, unity government well, between the two big between the two big parties right. and his and he'll and join that and he'll when join Likud it. joins Blue and White, he'll join and they'll be able to have a yeah. very stable government. He's not settling for right. anything else. So, so therefore, that's blocking not. even Gantz being able to talk theoretically, mm-hmm. blocking him being able to bring in some of the religious parties. Well, to do that, you and, have to. Yeah. But to do that, then you have to be able to get Likud to break from or to get. The ultra orthodox and the and the far right to break from BB. Yeah, and actually, ne- uh, last week, like, no, no, in Sunday, we heard some, we had, no, it was in in Motzei Shabbat. Yeah, Bennett just said in one interview that he, maybe he he can be able to think of getting off the block. Yeah, if it would help build because unity, it will help. He doesn't want to be the reason for a third election. That's what he said. I could do anything, even to give up everything that Netanyahu promised me in order not to go to uh, another election. Yeah, but I think I saw yesterday that BB promised him the ministry he wants, so he's yeah, back there. of course. Well, of course, he, he, but again, but I think but, it goes back to what Mike was saying before, that nobody wants to be the one who's perceived as blocking right. the government right. from from forming. So he's taking, he's falling on the knife, saying, right. well, we're in the opposition, because so not to look like he's... At, but that's kind of the political wild card. Israelis didn't want second elections and third elections. People, everyone is going to be furious, furious at the waste of time, energy, and resources. And we have real threats brewing and real problems that need to be resolved. And this delay means. Let's remember, a year we've been without a, uh, uh, f- uh, you know, a. In a year, we've been in a lame duck government. Yeah. Right? Um, people always say, what does it mean? We don't have a government? No, we have no, a government. But it's a lame duck. Yes, it's actually, a yesterday, lame one of the students asked me if, if there's a government shutdown. Like yeah. you had in the <laughs> No, 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 no. Things are working. It works differently. People are that. getting yeah. their payments yeah. every month. Right. It's, things are working, but you cannot propose any new project, any new thing. Right. The budget is no a, budget, but right. the budget will be because they have to decide the budget at the end of this year. Right. And if we don't have government, they will not be able to do yeah. that. So this we're is our have version to use of lame duck. Yeah. You exist, you're functioning, but you mm-hmm. don't have the real mandate to move forward. No, when they think that 
those who are more uh, damaged actually are all these social projects because mm-hmm. that's where right. you need to improve and to renew those projects and all this social area specifically education and health it's not being renewed nothing right. is going it's going to be renewed so you're not in reverse the car isn't turned off but you're stuck in neutral and you're just course. not right. moving that's and right. that's people are really really sick of it mm-hmm. and and so you would hope that that the politicians would fear going to third elections so much that they would do anything to avoid it but for many of these politicians they have other things they fear worse than the mm-hmm. backlash for instance the they fear again being perce- being perceived as their from their um, from their constituency mm-hmm. as as no longer representing what they want right and at least I'll say it more in a clearly that was sort of abstract but for instance in the in the religious world especially the Haredi world the ultra orthodox world if they if they give up on the BB and they go into the coalition so they're taking a big risk because now they're teaming up even though in the past you could say, you know, they often went with labor governments. Mm-hmm. It's a different world today, and they'll be perceived as, um, and if not in this election, the following elections down the line of weakening their their base. Well, there have been yeah. there have been proposals that it's the ultra orthodox who really could break it by yeah. lowering their demands. Yeah. Stay with Bibi, join the unity government. Right. In other words, but, if you let if you let blue and white, but then pass, that's blurring the lines. But they blurred their lines. They blurred the lines, and they're worried about weakening their base. But that's right. that, that's politics. You have to give up. Yeah, you it's have not, to. You cannot make politics. You cannot make that, anything. Well, that's you know that's 20th century politics. Yeah, I'm not so sure it's 21st century <laughs> politics. Unfortunately, Fortunately. right? We see it right. We see it in, right. in England. We see it in America. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Yeah. In the whole world, we're seeing like there's a lot of political instability in the whole world. We have a lot of mani- uh, demonstrations. People are going on the streets in many countries here in Israel. Not yeah. yet. People are very calm, yeah. and they're in their houses may for now. Yeah. Maybe a third election could bring people in, on the street asking for some changes in the system, the political system, because we're really stuck because of uh, personal interest, because of ego, most of anything. I think right. most of even of, who who's ego? Who's what do you ego? mean? The leaders. I think one of the main issues here, even if Bibi give, gave up, could change things. I'm not saying that's what he's going to do because he's not going to do that right. because he wants to be in power. But even content, if he said, okay, now I have all these legal issues, I will give up, I will go to my house and deal with my st- stuff, can change things. Mm-hmm. It's very, politics yeah. today in the world and mainly in Israel, it's very, person, it's, it's very personal. We're speaking about the people and not about the parties, not about the ideologies. Right. And that's one of the things that are also blocking many, many issues. Well, that's also, but you could say it on the other side because, you know, um, Benny Gantz and the Blue and White Party, you know, said they would not join a coalition with Bibi, right? That they was said they wouldn't their, join a coalition you know, with Bibi while he's under indictment. Their, right. Yeah, but right. with Likud, yes. So, they could be. So I'm saying, but I'm saying, but that's, but I'm saying with Bibi. So you're, you're making a mool. And, uh, you, I don't know. argue from the other side. That's also an ego thing on the other side. Why is that ego? We, on yeah. principle, and by the way, Gantz has said, and I think the offer is reasonable. Look. We'll join a unity government with you if you agree to let Gantz be prime minister. A unity government means we'll share the prime ministership. Two years one, two years the other. Gantz said, Bibi, here's, this makes sense. I'll take the first two years. You take the second two years. You have two years. You're an innocent guy, right? You have two years to clean up this whole indictment business. And then you'll be able to be prime minister 
So, but it could go the that's other the way. Plan. That's what the but wow. you go the other way. You could say yeah. no, he's not un- indicted yet. BB has not been indicted. Correct. So, he, but he said, okay, give uh, give give him the first round. If he gets indicted, then we'll then we'll talk about it, and then we'll see. And and Gantz will take the second, right? BB BB, you're you're saying BB could agree because Mandelblit says he's going to indict. But you're saying BB could agree, I will take charge till Mandelbit indicts, which will be the next six months a year. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, they're talking a year, but yeah. Then he'll step down. Yeah, we could make that deal. You could offer that deal. He could that's offer, one, that was, he by could the way, offer that's that something deal. They were talking about a scenario also, but I think I – think Who's Gant, offering that deal? Nobody is, but it's a scenario, but they're not. But I'm saying because I think that, you know, Gantz's ego is there also. There's not yeah. just the BB ego. I think there's I – don't, I don't think you could say well, that the egos it, here are just, to, are just BBs. That's let me tell you this. I'm not trying to make a partisan yeah. argument. If you took BB out of the equation, just BB, would we have a government by now? I don't know if we'd have a government, but again, someone who has been instrumental in the in the government in Israel for the last twenty years, again, yep. not just the time he's been, absolutely central, central, and has accomplished so many uh, wonderful uh, things uh, for Israel. Right? So you take him out, then it's going to change the entire political map of Israel. I'm but if BB, that's true. But if BB says, "Okay, uh, Likud, you go ahead without me. I'm retiring. Do we have a government tomorrow?" I think we could. Be close to that. Yeah. I, think I, I so. really do. I really think and so. The, the of course, Likud, it's not ready for that. I'm not sure yet. it would be better for Israel, though. No. <laughs> that, that's a voter's that's, decision. That's a voter I, can say that, whether they think that would be better or worse. But in terms of by the, the stalemate. Way, by the way, also, if, if you do the other scenario, BB steps, the, this is the third election, BB steps down. Mm-hmm. It could also crush the Likud. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. The Likud, right? I don't think if they are ready. I'm saying we say it's a, it's a voter's. It's a voter's world. The voters voted for Bibi. A, a, big, a nice portion of voters voted for Bibi. Yeah. As, as Rachel was saying before, we're va- voting for personalities. So, Look, the majority, here, here's why, here's, if, you, if you poll Israelis, whose fault will it be if we go to third elections? The vast majority, I think it's well, between 50 and 60% say Bibi. Right. They're voting the same. And, and the Bibi voters included among that say, who will you vote for in those third elections? Say Bibi. Bibi. <laughs> so that's why BB's not feeling the political pressure of to let go of the stalemate. But I will point this out. By the way, he, and we all, we've said it many times in this in this podcast. He's a status quo guy anyway. Like he mm-hmm. he lives in these stalemates, right? Mm-hmm. In some ways, um, I, I, I'm not just saying political. Knows, like, right? yeah, he's not. He haven't do any. He haven't did any big reform since right. he was in, in leadership. That's true, but this is At a all. complete neutralization of yeah. government. This, yeah. He's never done this. No, no, no. He's never done this, but I'm saying. We've never had this. But he's not afraid of it. I don't think he's afraid of stalemates. And I think that part of being the status quo brinksman is, let me see tactically where I can get, and I'll try to negotiate my way to a better deal. I would rather take nothing. By the way, this is not a bad metaphor for the mm-hmm. West Bank. I would rather do nothing and maintain the status right, quo exactly. than choose a solution that could theoretically make things worse. Yeah. And maybe if I hold out, a better option will come along. Right. But meanwhile, the people... And that why, that's why he was elected so many times. Yeah. Yeah. But here, politically, it's the Israelis, yeah. citizens, who are the ones left suffering because of the status quo. And they don't like it. No. Yeah. Right. So that's why, who knows? I mean, again, that's why you said earlier, it's uh, you're rolling a dice when you take these. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, As the people moves. in the Gaza Strip. Right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, announcement from Hamas recently that as long as Israel has no government, we can continue rolling on because mm-hmm. they don't have the ability mm-hmm. to deal with, with the situation well. But, but, they, but they, I mean, traditionally They're, mis misassess uh, Israel's political 
Sure, front, but I that think. was a great political messaging. Yeah, yeah. Hamas is not great at political messaging. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> that, that, that was a punch that landed, I think. But I want to point out that in April, how many seats did Likud end up with? 35. 35. And if you add Kahlon had his own party. 39. So it's 39 seats, right? Then for the October election, Kahlon reintegrated back into Likud, essentially. Mm-hmm. And now Likud has? 31. So from April to October, what BB's gamble did was essentially lose about we, eight we seats. Yes, weaken Likud. Mm-hmm. But now there are there are factors because the Yamina party they went together and they get right. more more uh, voting because in mm-hmm. in, uh, in April mm-hmm. Yamina Khadash they didn't pass the threshold. Correct. So let's imagine that those. Actually, you have to look at the again at the Gush. So what was the yeah. Gush in April? The Gush Correct. in April was. Was the also block. Think, the, the block, sorry, right? The, the block it, was about fifty six, I think, yeah, and now it's fifty five. So was sixty nine. Was fifty nine without? Oh, it was fifty nine without. Israel, 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 no, Israel. fifty. Sorry, I think fifty. Right. It was sixty, I think, without Israel Beitenu. Yeah, so it was six. sixty. Sixty. Oh. They needed more. It was not enough. They needed it was Israel sixty, Israel and then when they when when yeah. BB said, "Okay, so we'll just do it with yeah. 60, then Kachlan said, "I'll pull out, and then you'll be fifty six. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so they went from 60 to 55 as a block. Right. And Likud went from 38, 39 to 31, if you include Kahlon. 35 to 31. Yeah. No, no. Right, with Kahlon. Ah, with Kahlon, right. It was like 39 to 31. Yeah, no, he lost. So the block got somewhat weakened. Likud got significantly weakened. Mm-hmm. There should come a point in any normal political conversation, and maybe this is 20th century politics, not 21st. Where BB, the game that you are playing is hurting us. By the way, the Arab parties got much stronger mm-hmm. from April to October. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, uh, so in theory, BB should be paying a heavy political price for this kind of gamesmanship, and it, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to think he is paying that price. And I think he's right. I think most B. Oh, look, Likud is suffering, but BB is holding strong. Mm-hmm. There may come a point where Likud says, "At this point, you're losing us more than you're gaining us." Yeah, the Likud is Bibi. Yeah, that's it. Without Bibi, they will have to work very hard in order to become now again the leaders of the politic Israeli politics. They're why? Why is it, why is Likud Bibi and nobody else? Well, first of all, because he was the leader for a lot, a lot of years, and I don't think it's a lot of. Well, they, they have primaries, but he was always the president of the party and he was always the, f- the number one. And he's just taken them very, very strong. I don't know if you see the Likudniks in the, on TV. There's a yeah. TV series now about the Likud itself, how it works from the inside. Mm-hmm. And he really, he's all the time taking the leaders, the regional leaders of the Likud, all the time trying to to convince them to be with him and mm-hmm. that he is the head of it. I really recommend that uh, it's very, very good because you, you understand how he made this party his, his party. And when he has someone inside the party that could be a competition for him, in this case, for example, Gidon Sar, who mm-hmm. he, he was... He was elected very high in the last primaries in the in the Likud, and he could be. He has a lot of experience. He's a very good politician. He could be a competition for him. And Bibi doesn't like him at all. He's trying mm. all the time to ban him, mm-hmm. to put him aside, to isolate him for these important decisions. 
traditionally in the major leading parties in Israel, there were always the primary guys, but there were also their protégés, mm-hmm. their lieutenants. You know, Ben Gurion had Perez and Rabin. Yeah. You know, and you know when 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 Menachem Begin became ill, so Yitzhak Shamir was ready to jump in. Mm-hmm. It was clear who the number two was always to the number one, because in a healthy party, that's how it works. Bibi is practicing the 21st century politics of there is no number two because I'm the party, mm-hmm. which which has which can which can cause stalemates like this. Mm-hmm. I I still think, and I'm not saying this pro or anti Bibi. I think Bibi, and I think I think so many Israelis are feeling this that okay, you had a long good run, and at this point. You're freezing. You're you're freezing the system in neutral. Mm-hmm. I I I don't think that's a partisan knock on BB. I think that's what's happening. You but you don't like to. Sit, that's too. That seems too politically loaded. Why Why do you? No, I'm actually more thinking like. So what? What? Like I'm trying to think for myself. What does this mean for my for my country? For it my means Israel. We How very, does it? You know. It means we may very well go to third elections. Although. Yeah. The president, Ruby Rivlin, is saying, yeah, but I'm, thinking even bigger. I'm going to just keep handing it to other people. Right. That's the third option I wanted to speak. What happens Go if Gantz will not be able to confirm? He has another less than two weeks. Yeah. Right. So he has, again, 28 days. According to the law, he cannot ask for more days. Okay, that's it. He only has the 28. And the law said that after he returned the mandate to the president, so the president can give it to anyone, to mm-hmm. any member of the Knesset. Because in this case, you give the mandate to one person or to the party. So, for you, for instance, you were saying Gidon Sar from Likud, who's not. That's who most people guess he would give it yeah. to. Yeah. So, there's options. The, the members of the Knesset can go to the president and ask for the mandate, or they can, they can think who can be the best guy who can confirm the, the coalition. Maybe it can be Gidon Sar. But. That's funny, but actually I heard, according to the law, also Bibi and Gantz can get it again. I could go back to Bibi. Yeah. It's very illogical because the law said any member of the Knesset. But that's up to the president. That's up to the president, yeah. And the president has said he desperately doesn't want there to be third elections. He he doesn't want. He didn't didn't want to have the second one. He made anything he could, but it was not in his hands. And let's say the president cannot decide anything. He can only right. advise. He can only try to speak with the different parts, but he cannot speak. We can, he cannot decide. But by continuing passing the coalition role to somebody, he can he can stall there being third elections well, in also the making... hopes that somebody can put a coalition together. Yeah, they they only have twenty one days actually, not more than that. That's it. Like the the, the third uh, opportunity for someone to to get, to, to get the mandate, it's only for 21 days. And then can he do a fourth and a fifth no, and a sixth? There's only, only a third? One. Yeah. I think, I think and then it automatically goes to elections? Yeah. Wow. I think, uh, I think he's trying to make, uh, if he does that, then it'll be, it's, it, it's kind of making a statement because mm-hmm. the president's supposed to represent the will of the people. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's what, you know, it would be a statement that the, the people don't want third elections. I, mm-hmm. As my job as president, I'll do as much to stop that as I can. Mm-hmm. But in the end of the day, it's up to you guys to mm-hmm. to take the ball. But my, what I'm struggling with is... Do you think he's doing a good job of representing the will of the people? Rivlin? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I th- think so. I think he's the most like a political... Well, he's not that political, but he's the most like a person in Israel now. Yeah. 
It's just I think he's doing a great job. The consensus, yeah. it's mm-hmm. amazing. People feel like, oh yeah, yeah. he's got it. Yeah. yeah, from the left, from the right, everyone. Yeah. Everyone feels like he's he's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, with also, I think within um, in minority populations in yeah. Israel, I w- and I would argue that is the president's yeah. job for everyone yeah. to feel yeah. like he represents us. That's yeah. the primary job of the president. Yeah. And he chooses to make he chooses to make that work. Like mm-hmm. he, he's he said. I'm the president. I want to unite the mm-hmm. Israeli society, and that's what he's doing now. Yeah, all politicians say that also, but they don't necessarily mean no, he's it. Really but doing he's, it. <laughs> he's really doing it. Yeah, uh, he has in his political career. I say what I'm what I'm struggling with is my students often say to me, "This is such a stupid system. system. Why why don't you why don't do you they do say stupid season? ending of the letter T? Uh, or yeah. is that is that your Philadelphia? That's a Philadelphia thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. So yes, <laughs> the, Eagle, the Eagles won this week. Um, I just had to slip that in. Yes. Anyway, so uh, I, um, you know, uh, the, this stupid uh, uh, system. Why don't you just and get rid of it? Why don't you like, yes. Sorry about that. Why, why don't you just come uh, be like uh, you know be like America or? So I always struggle with. Yeah, America. A, a, the system in America is working great. Exactly great, but but how to? I always I always struggle with. Okay, so how to deal with that kind of. Um, uh, statement, in the sense of trying to give a greater understanding of how democracies work or governments work. If you could say, what is the enduring understanding we could come out of this? Right? What you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. What was the bigger the bigger picture here? If we step out for a second of the weeds of the the coalition building, what do we learn about government? Okay, you go governing? first, and then I'll go. About Rachel. government or like our government, like the Israeli government no, in general, it, and but bigger and about government in general. Yeah, no, they, they, I'm happy that this happened in some ways because it, we can start thinking about reforming the system. We can change the system, the political system. It's in politics you can do anything; you just have to change it to make new laws. People will vote for that vo- laws, and the change will be made. And the way the coalition system works, it's it's not helping. Mostly because Israel said it's very, very, very divided. And you can see it in the voting. Like you don't have like you used to have in the 80s or well, in the 70s, that big parties creating, like they were not struggling that much to conform a coalition. To have the majority of the Knesset was not that hard. Today it's happening because we have a lot of parties and we have a lot of divisions and people want to... Um, to reflect their ideology in their voting. So that's what's happening today. And it's fine. I think it's, it's good that we have representation. And in some countries in Europe, they have the same struggle. Mm-hmm. But they just change it some... Small changes. Some small, small changes that really help. For example, right. this minority government issue. Right. There mm-hmm. are many countries in Europe who has parliament this stupid system, as the American says, mm-hmm. which they're well, more Amer- flexible. They say, okay, we don't have a majority. We will have a minority government, a minority coalition, which means that they will not have the whole, uh, the, the majority of the of the of the parliament with them. But they are assuring that every law that they pass will negotiate with people in the opposition, okay, in order to have the majority for specific ad hoc, ad hoc. Right for governance. For governance, mm-hmm. yeah, they, it's very efficient because okay, it's functional. I'm in the opposition, but I want to support your bill. So I will support it. And uh, the first bill they will support. I want a new tunnel that has... Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and it will be... And they are thinking about it now with guns. Mm-hmm. Maybe with guns, maybe the Arabs will not be part of the coalition, but maybe they will support him in the On first bill he will has mm-hmm. to pass, which is the vote of trust mm-hmm. of the Knesset, of the government. Right. And I would, he, can, he will say, this is my government, this is my coalition. 
he put they, they have to vote in the Knesset to accept it and then people in the opposition can actually support it, this it can work in the Israeli legal legally it can work in the Israeli government I think system it, too. it never happened but it could it could be an option so if you do do this okay maybe we'll, you will struggle all the time in order to get a majority but it's better to start it's better than nothing and you can start even working with the opposition better than you used to work before the opposition it's important the Knesset people are not valuing the opposition enough because of this majority issue but now if the opposition is involved in every bill and every legislation so it could be actually more healthy for the political system and people can be more represented for example if the arabs are more involved in voting and in voting for many bills so the arab population will feel more represented because mm-hmm. they are more involved. So it could be a good a good option. More connected. So I'm going to I'm going to not disagree with you but give a different perspective because because okay. I, I but think you can disagree. I can, but I think everyone <laughs> agrees that there are many things that should be changed to make things work more efficiently. So I can't mm-hmm. disagree even if I wanted to because I agree with that, but I will also say that to a certain extent you pick you you know you pick your your rules, you pick your system and you play by it. And there's pluses and minuses. America has a very weird system. It's a fascinating system. It's different than there are a few countries that copied America, but most democracies in the world work by the parliamentary, not by the American two-party, you know, separate powers system, which is a very interesting system. But the bottom line is you pick your system and then you agree that because we want the people to maintain the power, the people in the government will work within that system and will support that system with all their might. So, whatever the rules are, we will work within those rules and we will make sure it works because we serve the people. And so whether it's a two-party system or a multi-party system, to me matters less than that the people inside it are committed to the health of that system of the institutions themselves above their particular interests. Because once you do that, It doesn't really matter. Either system will work. But as soon as you enter an age where leaders are no longer concerned with prioritizing the health of the system over particular issues, where that no longer becomes a priority, then it doesn't matter which system you use, it will right. fail. These systems only work as long as the people inside it prioritize its health. As soon as they say, "Well, I'll play against the system to get what I want," the system's doomed. But I don't think they're playing against the system. They're taking uh, taking advantage of the system yeah. for their own for their needs. own interests. Yeah, yeah so. I think that's I, what I'm saying is I think that's bad faith. If you mm-hmm. act in good faith and you say, you know what, at this point it's pretty clear that for the health of the system, I'm going to have to give up on what I want so that things can move forward. Exactly mm-hmm. what we were talking about earlier, whether it's the Haredi party or Lieberman mm-hmm. or Bibi or Gantz, something's got to give. And the reason to give what exactly what Bennett said on, on Saturday night. He said exactly the right thing and he apparently has gone back on it but on Sunday he said I'll give up on all the benefits to my party because we need to move forward as a people I'm prioritizing the big picture over my party I'm choosing nation over party then whatever system you have it'll work mm-hmm. it'll I, work I think and if I I could just add and I think that is the core of liberalism as opposed to what we see today as leftism and conservatism you mean and, liberalism as and a capital, I mean liberalism a liberal as, democracy a liberal liberalism as an ideal as an ideology ideal that set up 
you know, Western thought, political thought and democracies for the last few hundred years. Yeah, you don't mean right to, or left. I'm saying right, as yeah. opposed to what we call today left, leftist or conservative. Right. Right? Um, that a true liberal is one who believes in that system and 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 believes that the system is the best way to to um, the way govern. To, the way to make sure the that the people world. hold the power yeah. is for the people in government to serve them, meaning mm-hmm. – my interests are always less important than right. the people. And then whatever system you have will work. So I don't care. The American system has advantages and disadvantages. The Israeli system everyone. has advantages. Everyone. That's human systems aren't perfect. And I agree. That's why I can't really disagree with you. There are things to fix in the Israeli system. And we can do a whole episode just about suggest, you know, debates over what we should do to fix what. Certainly raising the threshold, I think, has made a huge improvement, most people feel. Mm-hmm. That was what exactly what you're describing. Let's tinker with something so that we're not constantly controlled by every tiny little... By the way, don't forget in the late 90s when they tinkered with the direct Wait, election of the prime minister was a did not total go mess, almost mess. crushed the entire political system. Mm-hmm. Well, so we have to be careful with you know, the changes. What what... Uh, to go back to America for a second, what President Lincoln said at the Gettysburg Address is Four when, score. The, when the founding fathers built the country, it was an experiment to see if a nation conceived in liberty can long endure. That experiment in the 90s with directly lessing president, prime minister, which didn't work, that to me is a sign of a healthy system. Of course. Let's try it. Oh, it didn't work great. Okay, let's not do it. We, we're not perfect. But it's we keep the experiment going by being committed to it going well. That's the priority. And I think we're all in many countries, I think Israel less than other countries. I think we're less panicked about our government than in many other countries. Mm-hmm. We have this concern. Are they prioritizing us over themselves? So hopefully, hopefully, are you optimistic, Rachel? <laughs> what can I tell you? I'm not that optimistic in but- terms because you think we're going all to the third thing, election? All the things that you said, that those are not things that will happen, they're not happening, and it's not in the discourse as well. People are not speaking about it, mainly the politicians mm. by themselves. So they have to start giving up things, and we have to hear those things in the media, understand that, that those are their means, that's what they want, and maybe we will think about other options that are not elections again. Oh. They have to be real, they have to... Make us believe that they are really making things because they want to serve the people and put aside their own interests. And they have to make some actions. They have to give up. They have to maybe resign. Maybe do, do real things to show the people that are making everything they can in order to... About the people. Alan, mm-hmm. optimistic? I'm uh, living in dissonance. Dissonance. <laughs> so I'll, 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 I'll try to close with an optimistic note. Mm-hmm. I, am, I am hopeful that something will happen. I think that R- Rivlin will get that across. But even if not, even if we go to third elections, I think that will lead to such outrage in the country Mm -hmm. that politicians are going to have to clean up their act and start responding. So whether things have to get a little bit worse before they can get better, or things maybe just take a turn and get better, I think in the, and I don't mean like the distant future, I think by the end of 2020, (laughs) we'll be looking at a better political landscape in Israel. Hopefully. Hopefully. Inshallah. Inshallah. (laughs) Let's hope. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. That was very helpful for me, even if I'm still as nervous as I was when we came in. But at least I feel like I get it better. Thank you, Alan. And thank you, Ben, for engineering us to the end of the episode, which this is. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Macomb Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Join us next time. (laughs) 